Ah, now you can see why when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Now you can understand even more. Come on, somebody. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul, my soul, my soul, cries out hallelujah. Oh, oh my God. Because if it hadn't been for Jesus, that was on my side. I would have been dead and sleeping in my grave. Oh. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help this morning, Lord. Because I want God to have his way. I don't want it to be about me, but I want God to have his way. Because, see, that's the only time that we really get help is with God having his way. Without further delay, bow your heads all over the house before we go into the word of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that you look out among us today. Lord God, I pray that you bless us, Lord God, in the great mighty name of Jesus. God, brother, with joy, unspeakable joy and full of glory. God, bless us, Lord God, to have the strength to go on, God, another mile of the way. Lord God, bless us down in our sanctified soul, Lord. That we give you the glory, Lord. Lord God, if it's somebody that needs some help, God. We pray, Lord God, that you send help in the camp. God, if it's somebody that need healing, Lord. We pray that you send healing in the camp, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because God, in your name, you said. Whatever we asked in your name, you said that you would do it. God, in the name of Jesus, bless your word on this morning. Bless your speaker on this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. And let the church, and let the church say amen and amen. My God, my God. Service that already been had. I'm going to try to put a little icing on the cake. Come on, somebody. Scripture reading. And you may remain seated so you don't have to get up twice. Thank you for honoring the reading of the word of God. You may remain seated. Our scripture reading is going to come from Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 through 9. Uh, if you would have had the program, you would have saw that the program title would be The Church, God's Chosen People. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to deal. Amen? So let's read verses 6 through 9 of Deuteronomy chapter 7. And it goes as this. For thou art an holy people unto God, thy Lord, uh, Lord thou God. The Lord thou God has chosen thee to be a special people unto him. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you, because you were more in numbers than any people. 
for you were fear of the people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, had the Lord brought you out. And redeemed you out of the house of bondmen and the hands of Pharaoh and king of Egypt. Know therefore that thou Lord, thou God, he is God, the faithful God, with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. We just discussed or read about 1 Corinthians 12. We just read about the children of Israel. Now let's read about us. Then we're going to deal. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 14. Let's read. For as the body is one and had many members... And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by the Spirit we are baptized into one body, whether we be Jew, whether we be born or free. And we have been all made to drink into the one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Amen. As I said for a topic this morning, the church, God's people. Amen. So first let's deal with God's people. Where it is said you are holy and set apart a people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be Special people to himself, to all the people on the face of the earth. You are special to God. Come on, somebody. So don't get messed up about how somebody feels about you. You are special to God. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and I understand that he was referring to the nation of Israel. I, I understand that. But also I understand that the veil was rent in two. When Jesus was on the cross. Hallelujah. Huh? The gap between two types of people was rent in half. Amen. So now this scripture applies to our life. Amen. As well as the children of Israel. We have become one people. If we believe in God. Amen. But you get messed up because... Folks, stop liking you. Huh? Because your walk with God. You get messed up and hang your head down because the friends you used to have, you can't find them no more. Well, baby, I got news for you. They supposed to get mad at you. You supposed to find fewer friends. Because, see, where God is taking you, Guess what? They can't go with you. They can't ride the same that you ride. They can't ride on the spirit of the living God. 
Only those that accept Jesus Christ can take this journey. So stop getting messed up about people. It's not designed for everybody to like and ride with you, baby. Your character has been changed. Oh, my God. When God changes your character, oh, my God, my God, my God. Sometimes you can't believe what God is doing with you. Sometimes you can't believe what God has done in your life. Because God has changed your character. He took you down to the potter's house. And he put you on the wheel. And he began to spin that wheel. And he said, Linda, I'm going to make you like I want you. He said, Vicki, when I get through with you, you're going to be a vessel of honor, not dishonor. When you let God get through with you, everybody ain't supposed to like you. Everybody ain't going to like it because God said, I'm going to sit you up on a hill that you can be seen. You're going to be a light unto the world. So stop being concerned about who do and who don't. God changed your character. He changes your purpose in life. Now you can see more clearly. You remember when we weren't hardly able to see Oh, we were going by any and everything. We were going doing any and everything. But when God changed our purpose, oh, Lord, have mercy. You started looking better. You started walking better. You started talking better. Hallelujah. They start trying to remind you of who you used to be. But you know what you got to tell them? You got to say, baby, you're right. That's what I used to be. But look at me now. Come go down to the potter's house. Go down there where God make a change. Hallelujah. We got a problem. Because we started trying to drag everybody along with where you trying to go. You trying to drag everybody along where God is trying to take you. You can't drag everybody along. That's why he told Abraham, come off of among your kinfolk. Go to a place that I'm going to show you. He didn't tell him to go and tell everybody else. All he had to do was follow God. It's time to follow God and stop following folks. I'm reminding of an old R&B song. They said, woo, he in church. I sure am. Yeah. That old R&B song said, it's a thin line between love and hate. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Because when you start walking with God, you start seeing the haters. When you start walking with God, the folks that you thought that was in love with you, you find out that they don't love you at all. Oh, my God, my God. When you start walking with God, for the word of God says, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? For precepts on precepts and line on line. And he said again, with staggering lips and another tongue, will I speak to these people? So guess what? 
if they don't want to line up with God, you got to start telling them, excuse me, honey, but that ain't the way I'm going. Excuse me, honey, but I'm walking with God. Excuse me, honey, but the word of God said this, and the word of God said that about my life. So, it's not about what you're doing. It's about what God is doing in you. That's the problem. Do you not know? It ain't about the folks. It's about the enemy that's in the folks. It's about the enemy that's trying to get you off track. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And he'll do whatever he can to get you off track. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Even if he had to send one of them brothers with them skin-tight pants they wearing now so that you can see everything that you thought you wanted to see. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But he might send one of them old fine Oh, coke baller wearing women that may wear low cut blue jeans with a tattoo right at the end, telling you everything they got. That's the devil trick of trying to get you out of God. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Know this, and it won't be all outsiders either. It'll be some of the kids in your family. It won't be all the outsiders either. It'll be some of them that ain't in your house. It'll be some of them that slept in your bed. It'll be some of them that even wore some of your clothes. Lord, have mercy. And then they told you they love you until they found out that you was chasing after God. Oh, I wish I had the car up here right now. And you better start telling them like the song says, I'm chasing after you no matter what I got to do. Come on, somebody. I need you more and more. See, when you need God more and more, you got to cut some folks loose. Come on, somebody. Help us, Holy Ghost. So don't be messed up about how folks feel about you. You're supposed to be a light that sit up on a hill. Folks oppose and notice that God is blessing you. Come on, somebody. Folks are supposed to notice that you're fat in God. Come on, not in the flesh, but fat in the spirit. They're supposed to know that you belong to God. God's supposed to make you, oh, God put you on center stage. Come on, somebody. So that they can say, mm, Lord, have mercy. Who does she know? Lord, have mercy. How did she do this and how did she do that? You got to know my God because the Bible tells me those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Baby, you ain't ordinary. You're extraordinary. So it's time out for the people of God to be acting original. Baby, you ain't original no more. You're extraordinary now. You're in the kingdom now. You're a royal priesthood now. You're a chosen generation now. Come on, somebody. Live in the now and get out of the past. Help us, Lord. Help us, God. So don't worry about 
not being recognized with folks you used to run with. Come on, somebody. God not messed up because people ain't breaking the doors down. God ain't messed up about people not come want to come to the house of God. God ain't messed up about that. We the only one getting messed up about that. God gonna take the few that he have. And God moving on up the road, baby. God ain't got time to slow down for nobody. We gotta catch up with God. The church to start lagging behind because of folks. Baby, button up your dress. Button up your belt. Gird yourself and get back in step with God. I had, I had uh, one of the members, not calling no names, they ain't going to go into no details, but they asked me for a list of my friends. She thought I was lying. I told her, baby, I ain't got none of them. They gone. Now, if you want a list of associates, I can give you a list from here to Main Street, but I can't give you no list of no whole lot of friends. I, because God made them few. And I used to ask myself, God, why this one gone? God, why this one gone? And God let me know because they can't go where I'm taking you. This journey is not for everybody. But this journey is for those that enter into the gate. The straight gate. The one that is narrow. The one that you find few traveling. Now you want to get on that other gate? If you want to go down Broadway, enter into the straight gate. That which is wide. Come on, somebody. Where you'll find more than you want to find. Everybody travels that road. And you know what? I found out that everybody travels that road. They still hollering about their Christians. I come to the conclusion that when they call themselves Christian, okay, I ain't got no problem with that. But if you a saint of God, that's the part that I'm looking for. I'm looking for those that are called according to his purpose. I'm looking for those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm looking for those that allow God to fill them up. Because see, don't worry about it. Because God chose you to be blessed. Huh? The people of God is chose to be blessed, to be the head and not the tail. Huh? Above all that, not beneath. He chose you to be the lender and not the borrower. He chose you to be blessed when you go out. He chose you to be blessed when you come in. Come on, somebody. And he went on further to say, I bless everything you put your hands to do. Who don't want to serve a God like that? Well, since I got my traveling shoes on, now I got to deal with the church, the natural and the spiritual. The church in the natural started out with a group of people laying a foundation. Every structure 
needs a foundation. And after they got the foundation pulled, then they God start constructing the walls, putting it in place. The next thing they did, they put a roof on it. They keep the rain and the bad weather out. The next thing, we made windows so the light could come in. And also lights in the ceiling so there would be lights in the house. They placed doors for security and privacy and the protection from the elements of nature. Then we move to the inside. We start doing the cosmetic work. Uh, we start placing down carpet on the floor. We start hanging drapes in the windows. Come on, somebody. And then we elevated the pulpit so it'll be higher than the rest of the floor. And then we start putting in pews or chairs for the comfort of the people that come into the house of God. And then after we did all that, we called it church. Come on, somebody. Well, this was God's dealing with the natural side of man. To be connected to him in a place of worship to the living God. It's not all about the building. But it's about the use of the building. It is about the dedication and the reverence of the place God calls his house. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. But we can't stop at the building. Come on, somebody. But you know what? Before I go there, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that nobody seemed to be glad to come to the house of God anymore. The house of God is getting fewer and fewer every day. Nobody want to come and worship God anymore. But everybody want to have their hand out to God. But nobody want to give God one day of reverence. What's the matter with that? That we can't take time out of one day, seven days a week. We get one day to come and give God his reverence. What's the matter with us? And guess what? We'll study falling away from the Holy God that we're supposed to be serving because we don't want to reverence him. All that he done done for you, and that's the best you can do. All he done done for us, and we can't give him one day. Oh, that sounds like a poor people. Come on, somebody. For all that God done done, this ought to be the first place we run to. Not, not uh, just mercy ministry. The house of the living God. Come on, somebody. We ought to be rushing to the house of the living God to find out what God got to say. To find out what God got to do. To find out what God got on his mind. How are we going to know what God got on his mind if we don't make it our way to the house of the living God? That might be just the day that God got something for you. That might be just the day that God give you your breakthrough. That just might be the day that he breaks some chains off of you. Come on, somebody, and tell you you free. Oh, Lord, have mercy. As a black folk, we ought to know what the word means, freedom. Oh, because we've been enslaved for all our life. And 
Did God give us an opportunity to break free? God give us an opportunity to ride with him. We ought to hurry up and get in the house of God and say, ride on, King Jesus, ride on. Help us, Holy Ghost. But we can't stop at the building. It is required for us to enter into a spiritual church, which is the real church and the only church. It's sad that religion that got to the point that they got a monotony on God. How foolish can you be? Come on, somebody. God save whoever God want to save. Come on, somebody. When you, get to, when you get to glory, if we make it there, because the Bible tells us if God don't shorten the days, ain't none of us going to get there. And guess what? Religion ain't going to take none of us there. It's going to have to be the blood of Jesus Christ that take us there. And they're going to get there and they're going to find some Catholics up there. They're going to find some Presbyterians up there. They're going to find some Baptists up there. You think you got a monotony on God? You is a fool. You can't tell God what to do. God tells you what to do. Who do we think to give God instructions on who to save and who don't save? We done got this thing twisted. Amen. Here we go. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do men say I am? And they answered, Psalm said, You are John the Baptist. Psalm said, You are Elijah. Some of the others said, You are Jeremiah. And some of the other ones said, You just another one of them old prophets. <laughs> But Jesus answered them, who said you that I am? See, you got to have this personal testimony. You got to know Jesus for yourself. Regardless of what they say about him, you all got to know Jesus. And he asked you the question today, who do you say I am? Nobody spoke up real fast. So Peter jumped out of the chute. You know how it is when you jump out of a chute? Peter jumped out of the chute and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, oh, Lord, have mercy. Thou, uh, Peter, are thou Simon by Jonah? For flesh and blood had not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Oh, God Almighty, anything you get from heaven is spiritual. Come on, somebody. You ain't never seen, you ain't never seen God dropping no car out of heaven. You ain't seen God dropping no house out of heaven. God dropped down spiritual meat. Come on, somebody. Spiritual meat to feed the soul. Come on, somebody. Your soul is the most important thing to God. Everything else to you 
is going to fade away. Come on, somebody. But the soul has got to live forever. Amen. Then he went on to tell him, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Holy, my church, not your church. Come on. Too often we're hollering about my church. If it ain't the church of the living God, you're right. It's your church. Did I make that plain? If it ain't the church of the living God, you said it right. It's your church. Upon this spiritual revelation of who I am, like the rock of Gibraltar, that cannot be moved, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The power of infernal regions shall not overpower it. You got to be where the safety zone is. And the church of the living God is your safety zone. Come on, somebody. The name of Jesus is a strong power. And the righteous run into it. And they are safe. You got to be in the safety zone, people. Hallelujah. Stop getting outside of the boat. Stop leaving out of the safety zone. Don't be like Abner was. Left out of the house of God. Left out of safety. And died like a fool died. Oh. Then he told Peter. I'm going to give you the key to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou bind on earth, declare to be improper or unlawful, shall be bound in heaven. Everything that is wrong on earth, that Peter bind up. Everything that is wrong on earth, that the church bound up. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to bind it in heaven. It ain't going to get nowhere. It ain't going to prosper in nothing. Come on, somebody. It's going to lead to destruction. Then he turned around and told Peter, whatsoever you loose on earth and declare lawful shall be loosed. Huh? Shall be loosed. Shall be loosed in heaven. Ah, the church declared to loose Oh my God, your ear, your sicknesses to get rid of it. He desired to lose you good health. He desired to lose you prosperity. He decided from heaven, huh? Oh Lord God, to break the chains that had you bound so you could be loose. It's a shame. Oh my God. That somebody stay in prison for so long. Wrapped up in chains. Oh God have mercy. To the point that they don't know what else to do. And then when God come and give them freedom. When God come and cut them loose. Lord have mercy. They don't know what to do with themselves. So they run back to their chain. Because I don't know nothing else to do. Lord have mercy. It's almost like a dog. If you keep him chained up for so long. 
you turn him loose. He's looking around. He started taking one step by step because he know he's been changed up all his life. Well, God done broke your chains because the church done set you loose. All you got to do is accept your freedom, which is in Christ Jesus. Well, time is winding down. So I got to do a little skipping. Excuse me, but I must do something. So now, let's examine the bride of the bridegroom. See, we think, oh my God, that we're going to go before the bridegroom any kind of way. We ain't going to be dressed any kind of way. Going to the wedding feast. Oh my God. Let's examine the bride. Oh Lord, have mercy. I wish that I had a, a, a Marsha daughter up here today to show you what a bride's supposed to look like. She was dressed in white. She was clean from head to toe. She had her veil over her face. She was marching down the aisle just like a bride. You didn't find no loose strings. You didn't find no spots in a wedding gown. You didn't find no tears and no snags in her garment. Why? Because she was going to meet her bridegroom. Why? Because she was going to meet her man. You know how it was when you used to go and meet yours. You stayed in the mirror almost half the night. Making sure everything was in place. Huh? Lord have mercy. Huh? Cause see I remember the days huh, of my wife. Huh? And boy when she came out of that mirror. Huh? Oh boy, 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 boy. Huh? She was awesome. Huh? Come on somebody. And you know what? She was so awesome. Huh? Lord have mercy. Now this is back in the day now y'all. Huh? She was so awesome. Huh? When we go out for the night. Huh? You know what? Huh? I walked proud. Huh? Because huh? I had beauty on my side. Huh? I walked proud. Huh? Because she was looking good. Huh? I walked proud. Because huh? she was my woman. Huh? Come on somebody. Huh? That's the way you better be walking. Huh? For God. You better walk for God. Put some strut in your step. You better walk for God. Like you holy. You better walk for God. Because you're going to meet your man. And why are you on your way to meet your man? You need to put some stride in your step. Hallelujah. Baby, I had to tell him how good you were looking. When we hit the door, all eyes was on her. Hallelujah. But I kept a close grip on her own. Just in case somebody was trying to steal. Oh, I got some news for you. The devil came to kill and to steal and destroy you. Don't let the devil huh, steal you out of the church. 
She was decked for her husband. She was excited. You know how you be excited? Oh, when your blood get the rushing, huh? your heart get the thumping. She was excited because she was going to meet her bridegroom. Come on, somebody. Wasn't no frown on her face. She was smiling. And that's what God came to give us. Joy, unspeakable joy and full of glory. Hallelujah. So now let's review the church as the bride of Christ. Come on, somebody. We are members in particular. Huh? Old man need a swig, y'all. You ought to be prepared for the coming as a bride without spot or without wrinkle or any such thing will defile your garment. We ain't going to God our way. Let's get that straight today. We ain't going back with God our way. If you think you're going back with God, your way, I got another script, another uh, uh, news for you. We all gonna go, but we all ain't gonna stay. Lord, have mercy. We keep hollering about who's going to heaven. All of us going. But that ain't the deal. How many of us gonna stay? We gotta go because we gotta stand before the judgment seat of God. And God gonna check out your garment. God gonna see if it got any spots in it. God gonna see if it wrinkle all up. God gonna see is it unclean. God gonna see do you have your praise garment on. God gonna see have you been giving him his glory. Because God made it ain't that you gonna shine like new morning. If you ain't shining when you get the glory, you already out of place. So you better start working on your garment. Why you yet live? Don't be messed up about what folks say. Huh? You got a wedding to go to. Come on, somebody. You got to adorn yourself like you adorn for your man. He is your man, ain't he? Jesus Christ is your man, ain't he? You better dress yourself like you're going to see your man, baby. Don't make no difference how old you is. He's still your man. Don't make no difference if you're male or female. We ain't funny, but he's still our man. Because he is the man of salvation. Woo! Get it out of your head that we're going any kind of way. But we ain't. The Bible tells us about this spiritual church. Oh, my Lord. There's so many members there. We got to find our niche in the house of God. God didn't call everybody to do the same thing. If he called everybody to do the same thing, then the house of God would be a freak. It ain't no freakness in God because everybody have their own work to do. In the kingdom now, y'all, it's about kingdom business. It ain't about us. It's about what God has assigned us to do. Find your place in God. 
find yourself in the body of Christ. Find out what God wants you to do in the body. Because when he come back for the body, he's going to take the body back. And it's going to be holy. It's going to be clean. It's going to be without spot or wrinkle. You know what I found out, y'all? It is better to go to glory with one leg than to go to glory fat and fine. It is better to go to glory triple a main as long as you get the glory because when you get the glory that old body that you got now won't be the same body that you keep when you get the glory you're gonna get a new body when you get the glory the bible tells us that we're gonna be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and then he went on to say and the dead in Christ. So stop worrying about who died. Start worrying about how long you're going to live. And in the process of your living, oh Lord have mercy, give your service to God. He said we're going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. So baby, my ammunition to you today, don't wait till the twinkle come. If you wait till the twinkle come, you going to miss out. You got to be ready. He said, be ye also ready. Because you don't know the day nor the hour that your Lord do coming. He coming for the bride. Don't be like them five foolish and the five wise. Waiting, Lord, have mercy on the bridegroom. And then you run out of your oil. Don't get mad and don't get sad and run out on the church of the living God. Don't get tired of serving God and sit down on it. Maybe I wish I could stay, but I don't got time. The anointed to move. When the anointed move, so do dark. Amen. So make sure you stay in the church. Don't let folks talk you out of the house of the living God. Come on, somebody. That's your life. That's your new makeup. Come on, somebody. That's your new purpose in life. It's to serve God and serve God only. I now turn you back into the hands of the pastor receiving with praise the Lord. I got to go. Praise the Lord, everybody. Old man did all that old man could do. Get down there and start eating. He, you're gonna hear him. That's why he's taking that, taking it off. But he did a most excellent job. Now it's time for you to think about where you're at and to think about where you're going. Amen. I know a lot of. Time we think about church, we think about denomination.